I'll go get it. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker. And I'm Roberta Walker. Both Roberta Walkers are here today because Michael Glassman's on vacation. I was on vacation last week. I was in Portland, Maine, the opposite side of the continent. And it was beautiful, although a little humid, but beautiful. And um, a nice a nice getaway. I went to see my daughter and um, her husband. So it was lovely. And I noticed, because I always notice plantings, hydrangeas and hostas abound in Portland, Maine. And here we have to do everything in our power not to keep, not to have the slugs destroy them and, and the um, snails. Snug, slugs and snails love hostas. I love hostas, but when I grow them, I grow them in containers because it's just so hard to keep the pests away. Anyway, it was lovely to see almost every home has hedges. I mean, almost trees of hydrangeas. I've never seen them so big, but they're water loving and they don't like the dry heat. So we have to pamper them here or have them in just the right location. Anyway, our podcast, Digging Deep, we try, or I'm going to try, to bring to you my experience and um, the latest of what I'm involved in and what to do at this time of year. And we have our first cooler days now. I don't want to jinx it. We don't know how long they're going to last. Um, But our hint of fall is coming, which is very exciting. So let's talk first about... If you have a vegetable garden, what's going on in the garden right now? I know with my garden, I have some late tomatoes. I mean, that's an understatement. Two of my planted tomatoes did nothing until now, and they're full of tomatoes. So we'll see. They're still ripening, and I guess they're Indian summer tomatoes. But for a lot of people, their tomatoes are just about at their end. Their zucchini just about at the end. If you're growing beans, the leaves are probably getting scaly looking. If you're growing squashes and gourds, uh, the gourds will be ready soon. The spaghetti squash are, I don't know, I planted spaghetti squash last year and I had enough to not plant it again for several years. That's how many they produced. I ate it all the time. But anyway, it's time to clear these things out. And um, I've spoken about this before, but I'm going to get a jump start on it. And that is about the leaves. When the leaves start to turn colors and they fall, most people just scrape them into your green waste can and off they go. However, your leaves, if they're shredded, and I have a leaf shredder, basically it's kind of like a weed eater in a barrel. And you put, you attach a big black plastic bag um, on the bottom and you shred your leaves. The leaves that you're shredding have millions, if not billions of microbes and all kinds of wonderful things that can mulch your gardens over and your planting beds over the winter. So you might consider, they're not that expensive. I forgot how much I paid, maybe about 180, 179, maybe even less than that. I don't know, but they're not complicated. And if you do shred your leaves, you're going to do, well, you keep them out of the landfill, but the bonus is you have it for your landscape. So every year I do that, I wear a mask because there's a lot of mold on these leaves. And if you're at all allergic or sensitive, it'll get to you. But since most of us are equipped with masks, go ahead and shred your leaves. They're called leaf shredders. 
I bought mine, I think I bought it online. I think Home Depot has them. Almost every place that has garden equipment has them. And it's a great thing to do because Sacramento is a very treed city. It's beautiful. And the leaves fall and we could use those leaves. Don't just get rid of them. Anyway, so once you clean out your beds and if you're done, if your tomatoes are done, if your if your vegetables are done, take them out, throw them in your compost if you have a compost. And then that fresh soil there that's not fresh it looks fresh but it's not because these plants that you've grown have eaten all the minerals out of it that's why when it's planting time again in the spring you want to refresh those beds however by putting mulch in there leaf mulch it kind of puts the beds to sleep and also feeds the soil something else you could do which you also want to feed the soil as well is you could put in a cover crop now cover crops actually bring oxygen and other elements into the soil. You'll notice in the spring um, at the farmer's market, you can get fava beans. Fava beans is a cover crop that also feeds the soil. I like to plant crimson clover. Remember that song? Crimson and clover. Okay, you don't want to hear me singing. Anyway, crimson clover is a wonderful cover crop. A lot of people use it for uh, sod as, as an alternative as well. But the crimson clover has these little flames of crimson color. And in the spring, after they bloom, you simply just dig them into the soil. And it's, it's just really good for your planting bed. So you could do that as well. Cover crops, once you clean out your beds and you add a little yummy stuff for them, then you could you could buy it by the pound. You could buy it, you know, by the ounces as well. You don't have to buy little paper um, packages of it because you need a lot of it. I usually order from uh, Peaceful Valley Farms, which is groworganic.com. And then you could put your beds to sleep with a cover crop. And lo and behold, in the spring, you're going to have beautiful crimson flowers. So that's that's one idea. There's lots of different cover crops if you want to do that but let's say you want to have a winter garden so the winter vegetables are usually the cruciferous ones so your cabbage your brussels sprouts your um, kale does really well lettuces do really well all fall and winter and uh cauliflower good luck because something like cauliflower you have to i mean to get that perfect white head you need to take the leaves that surround it and sort of tie it around there so it keeps it nice and white. But anyway, there's the winter crops as well. But remember, everything that you had in your beds all summer has eaten all those minerals in the bed. So you need to put new um, either composted manure or you could buy some nice um, fertilizer with organic um, oh, even worm castings, all kinds of yummy things for the plant. So so that's a cleanup for that garden. But then there's your landscape. And we're finally coming into the time of year where you can, once it, we're not there yet in Sacramento, okay? It's, it's cooled off a little bit, but we're still in the high 90s next week. And so this is not the time for trimming and heavy pruning. However, we're coming into that season. So start making a note of what needs to be pruned back. If you're growing ornamental grasses, they're still looking nice there in the landscape and then as fall comes on the grasses are going to turn kind of a beigey straw color i love to leave them for a while because it's such a beautiful fall show however before we go into deep winter you want to cut those back and i usually give them sort of a butch haircut to about 12 to 18 inches high and the reason that you do that 
first of all, the plant is dormant. But in the spring, if you haven't cut it back, the new growth will grow right with the old straw-looking growth. And you don't want that. You want it nice and green and puffy in the spring. So your ornamental grasses are going to be cut back. Mine are only just now starting to turn their colors. And what I love to do at this time of year is to cut. I have um, wild oats grass. It's beautiful. But let me tell you, it is invasive. It's everywhere. But I have a big property and I like the look of it. I love it also in um, flower arrangements. But at this time of year, I cut a whole bunch. I cut the fluffy parts off the ornamental grass. I spray them with hairspray because they will, at a certain point, they'll just release into your house and you'll have little angel puffs everywhere, in your clothes, in your carpet, everywhere. Anyway, I like to take these and um, I lash them together. I'll even um, make them eat into a wreath or with my long standing, most people don't have pampas grass anymore, but the miscanthus grasses, the penicetum rubrum, the red grasses, they all have this beautiful feathery top. I like to cut those and you could even lash them to the posts by your front door. I mean, just a beautiful fall look. This is the time of year and I get excited about it because frankly, I haven't been able to do a damn thing all summer. It's so hot, so dry, I could barely dig in the soil. So the thought of it getting cooler and the hope of rain just makes me awaken, you know, into the gardening mode again. Now, I was at Costco yesterday and Costco sells these massive plant, uh, they're in pots of chrysanthemums, $15.99. $15.99. That's so cheap. It's so big. However, I didn't buy it because I've done it before and I put them out and then we're in the high 90s again and they just it just takes so much water to keep them alive. They die. So hold off on that. Hold off on buying pumpkins unless you have a very shady porch, you know, where they're protected. They'll just rot in the sun. So I know everyone wants to get a jump on decorating for the fall and Halloween, but with with pumpkins and such remember it's very very hot because i i remember one year at this time of year i was in boston and these beautiful brownstones they have steps that that lead to the door there's no patio but there's steps and wrought iron but they have these window boxes and on each step they had massive planters of chrysanthemums this is the time of year for chrysanthemums it was so beautiful so of course when i came home i wanted to do the same thing I bought all these chrysanthemums, put them in pots, and let me tell you, keeping them keeping them alive was not easy because it's just so hot and dry. So um, if you want to keep, you can keep your dreams intact, but if you want to keep your plants alive, just hold off a few more weeks on the pumpkin and um, if you're going to plant out in the sun, the chrysanthemums. But let's talk about chrysanthemums. They come in a range of colors. They are so wonderful. You could get them cheap in four-inch pots. You could. I wouldn't bother doing the one gallons unless you really want a full look. But what I would do is plant them in a big pot with other, other things and colors that weep over the pots. And unfortunately, because of our heat and the dryness here, a lot of the birch trees, the beautiful white birch trees, have not been able to survive. It's just too hot. Our water, water table has dropped because of the drought and the past drought. So you'll see a lot of dead birch trees. 
if you can secure some branches, they make beautiful arrangements. So consider taking, it doesn't have to be brand, uh, the birch branches, but consider taking large branches and planting them in your pot. You plant them in your pot, then you get some um, different color um, chrysanthemums, and you get maybe a dichondra silver falls that will fall over the front, and then some small pumpkins. You could do a whole arrangement in a pot. But then, because it's planted, it's, you don't just throw it away at the end. It's a plant. It will survive. The pumpkins don't, but I buy the little ones, and I, I, I swear, they stay good for months afterwards. I'm not one of those people that leave my Christmas lights up all year because, frankly, I don't put up Christmas lights because I don't want to take them down. However, I leave my pumpkins out until spring. So They're just so beautiful. I love them. I love the white ones, the small ones, the big orange ones, but um, I hold off on that until it gets a little bit cooler. Now, if you're planting a pot with a branchy branch, come Christmas holidays and the Jewish holidays and all the other holidays that people um, celebrate the branch the branch of your would well, be a dead branch obviously that could be hung with all kinds of beautiful ornaments that would celebrate whatever you celebrate so be creative this is the time of year instead of just hacking everything back and throwing it away consider making it into a wreath for your door or or um, a swag you know that will come up and over if you have a trellis over your front it's really a beautiful thing to do and I'm excited, very excited to um, to be finally going into fall. Now, another fun thing to do, and this is this is about cleaning up in fall, and it's also about recycling what you clean up. And so, you might have pieces of broken pottery, you might have some dried flowers, but and and branches. You know, it's, it's been dry. When the winds come up, they get knocked down. So. A lovely thing to do, because we're finally at that time of year where outdoor dining is perfect, right? The weather is perfect. You could take the branch and you can hang it horizontally by string or wire and tie it up to, if you have an overhang, a canopy, um, or you could put eye hooks into a little ceiling. And you can make um, a horizontal, let's say, outdoor lighting chandelier or just dried flower arrangement. So. You could hook it on. You could wire the flowers to the um, branches. I'm sure you must have seen pictures like this at weddings. They do that. So don't just throw everything away. Be creative. Um, use the branches. And also what branches are good for, tree branches, littler ones, is staking flowers in the spring. So, you know, we live in a disposable world here. And uh, we tend to just throw away what looks like it could be thrown out and then we buy new but there's so much in your garden that could be used again and again and again so dried branches can they could be ornamental like I said in the pots you could hang them horizontal and make these beautiful arrangements and and put fairy lights through them absolutely beautiful um, and then there's your leaves you could chip them and use them as mulch it's wonderful I don't know how uh, how many times you've gone to the store and buy bought bags of mulch you could pay 17 18 dollars for the good stuff and even more if you're growing pot <laughs> we have a local a local um ace hardware and uh i remember seeing this potting soil called mary jane blend well guess what that is anyway it was very expensive because it's all full of good stuff you can make your own good stuff 
and mulching, um, using mulch and chip leaves is, is a, a great start. So that's some of the ideas. I just am so excited to get back out in the garden because it's been so long and um, fall is the time for cleanup. And I just ordered a handheld electric trimmer. So if you have shrubs that need, um, if you're into doing topiaries or they need hedging, they're not very expensive. I think I paid $30 and you don't have to get your hands sore. These little hedgers will, will take care of the work nicely. And if you have boxwood, I like to have boxwood planted in pots. I like to have big globes of it. I keep it like that. I also have a dwarf um, olive tree in a big pot in the middle of my vegetable garden, and I keep that in a big ball. So these handheld electric um, cutters, pruners, are wonderful. I have also topiaries that are over 10 feet tall and I'm at the point, my ladder is 10 feet. So um, I, I'm wary about getting up there and hand cutting them. So the, I'm really excited to try these pruners. Anyway, there are a few things that you could do. You also want to clean up the weeds and uh, you want to make sure that um, you don't have a whole crop of new, well, let's see, we have a, uh, Oh gosh, we've got these palm trees and the palm, you know, fronds with their little nuts, they end up everywhere. You want to clear out all the weeds. You, it's a cleanup time. There's spring cleaning, but there's also a fall cleaning. And if you don't do your fall cleaning, you're going to have a mess in the spring. So it's a time for fall cleaning. However, roses are more in the winter. They're, they're kind of uh, December, January. So you want to leave your roses right now. They're still green. It's finally cooling off. They're blooming again they're coming out of their shell oh my god it's not 100 degrees so don't don't touch those yet let your roses go but at the same time don't be feeding over much your plants i mean you could give your plants some food now because we'll have another month or two of nice blooms but once we get into end of november you don't want to feed your your plants anymore because they want to go to sleep it's like giving them drugs to keep them awake you don't want to do that so Right now, you could use fish emulsion if that's what you use, or I like Super Thrive and give everything a nice dose because they, they work so hard through our summer here. But again, in you know November, you don't want to feed them anymore. Everyone wants to go to sleep. We've had a hard year. So hopefully that gives you a lot to do, gives me a lot to do, but joyfully because I love working in the garden, but I hate working in the garden when it's over 100 degrees. So even over 90 degrees, I don't like working in the garden. But I do like working in the garden as it cools down. And in the fall, I think it must be my favorite time of year. I love spring too, but our spring is like if you if you sneeze, it's gone. It, it just comes and goes and gets hot so quickly. So anyway, thank you for joining me. I know that uh, having to listen to just me for the whole podcast uh, could be a bit much. Usually I have um, Michael Glassman butting in every now and then and adding his two cents, which is a wonderful thing because Michael too has a lot of experience and a lot of ideas, but he will be back next week. So we are two landscape designers, even though one's gone right now. And this is Digging Deep. We also have a website if you want to ask questions, you have inquiries, and that's diggingdeep at blueberry.net. And uh, not to be confused with um, 
to Digging Deep by uh, Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin. He has a podcast, too, called Digging Deep. And I am sure it has nothing to do with gardening. Anyway, thank you for joining me and happy fall. 